0: Hi there, and thank you for listening to ASMR Bedtime Stories. All of the stories read to you on this podcast are either available in the public domain and are therefore available for free and fair use, or I have obtained express written permission from the author-publishers to audio-record these episodes. I hope that you enjoy listening, and please feel free to rate the podcast, Uh, provide me any feedback, send any requests my way, and you can also follow me on Twitter to get updates and interact with me. That way, you can find me at... ASMR Bedtime Stories, or my handle is Bedtime underscore ASMR, and I'd love to hear from you. Good evening. Tonight's Bedtime Stories are going to be a few of Aesop's fables. Well, actually, because most of them are quite short, to read you quite a few of them, so I hope that's okay. Eventually, I would like to read all of them to you, so I'm excited to be able to do that for you. Now, if you don't know about Aesop's fables and where they come from, I'm happy to share that with you. As legend has it, Storyteller Aesop was a slave who lived in ancient Greece during the 6th century BC. His memorable, recountable fables have brought amusing characters to life and driven home thought provoking morals for generations of listeners and modern day readers. Translated Languages and familiar to people around the world, Aesop's fables never tarnish despite being told again and again. This collection presents nearly 300 of Aesop's most entertaining and enduring stories from The Hare and the Tortoise. addition to their wealth. Much once more and loses all. I enjoy the ones that have little morals at the end. The Cat and the Mice There was once a house that was overrun with mice. A cat heard of this and said to herself, place for me. And off she went and took up her quarters in the house and caught the mice one by one and ate them. At last the the mice could stand it no longer, and they determined to take to their holes and stay there. That's awkward, said the cat to herself. The only thing to do is to coax them." heirs of those whom you have once found to be dangerous. The Mischievous Dog There was once a dog who used to snap at people and bite them without any provocation, and who was a great nuisance to everyone who came to his master's house. So his master, neck to warn people of his presence. The dog was very proud of the bell, and strutted about, tinkling it with immense satisfaction. But an old dog came up to him and said, "'The fewer airs you give yourself, the better, my friend. You don't think, do you, that your bell was given you as a reward of merit? On the contrary, it is a badge of disgrace.' story is, notoriety is often mistaken for fame. The Charcoal Burner and the Fuller There once was a charcoal burner who lived and worked by himself. Going to bell the cat. The Bat and the Weasels. A bat fell to the ground and was caught by a weasel and was just going to be killed and eaten when it begged to be let go. The weasel said he couldn't do that because he was an enemy of all birds. Now I come to look at you." And he let it go. Sometime after this, the bat was caught in just the same way by another weasel, and as before begged for its life. <laughs> no, said the weasel, I never let a mouse go by any chance. But I'm not a mouse, said the bat. I'm a bird. Why, so you are, said the weasel. Let the bat go. The moral of the story is look and see which way the wind blows before you commit to yourself. The dog and the sow. A dog and a sow were arguing, and each claimed that its own young ones were finer than. any rate when they come into the world. Dear sir, you grossly insulted me. That's impossible, sir," pleaded the lamb, "for I wasn't born." see how much finer they are than your poor feathers. I am not denying, replied the crane, that yours are far gayer than mine, but when it comes to flying, I can soar into the clouds, whereas you are confined to the earth like any. A doctor, and taking with him a set of the instruments proper to his profession, presented himself at the door and inquired after the health of the birds. We shall do very well, they replied without letting him in, when we've seen the last of you. The story's moral is a villain may disguise himself. This one has a cute little drawing to go with it as well, and it's got a cat standing up on his back paws, and he's wearing a large overcoat, and he's got white little gloves on his front paws. He's wearing large wire rim glasses and a bow tie. And he's even got on pants and shoes. And it looks like he's carrying a little doctor's case, like the ones that they used to use when they would make house calls back in the day. And he's standing on the front step. The bird's house, and they have a very large beaked door knocker that looks like it's in the shape of an eagle's head, and the knocker's perched right there in its beak. But unfortunately for the cat, he stood, saw a swallow one fine day in early spring. Thinking that summer had come, and that he could now do without his coat, he went and sold it for what it would fetch. A change, however, took place in the weather, and there came a sharp frost, which killed the unfortunate swallow. When the spendthrift saw its dead body, he cried, Miserable! to you, I am perishing of cold myself. And the moral of this story is, one swallow does not make summer. a little drawing with it as well. This one's a little bit different than the other drawings. This one looks like it was probably done in pastels because of the quality of the line work on the picture, but it has an old woman wearing a bonnet with a very long and wrinkled face, and she has her legs crossed feet poking out of the one side, and she has a little sewing basket with thread, needles, and some scissors, and the moon is standing there with just a little face on the circular portion of the moon, and a tiny little body poking out from underneath of the moon. It looks quite silly, I think, but I think they did a good job depicting the moon and her mother, although I can't say that they look entirely alike. Mercury and the Woodman A woodman was felling a tree axe, glancing off the trunk, flew out of his hands and fell into the water. As he stood by the water's edge, lamenting his loss, Mercury appeared and asked him the reason for his grief, and on learning what had happened, out of pity for his distress, he dived into the river, and bringing up a golden axe, asked him if that was the one he had lost. The woodman replied that it was not dived a second time, bringing up a silver axe, asking if it was his. "'No, that is not mine either,' said the woodman. Once more Mercury dived into the river and brought up the missing axe. The woodman was overjoyed at recovering his property and thanked his benefactor warmly, and the latter was so pleased with his honesty The story to his companions. One of these is filled with envy of his good fortune. is always more some hunter had dug as a trap for wild animals, and into which he fell. When the lion saw that the ass was safely caught and couldn't get away, it was to the fox that he first turned his attention, and as soon as he finished him off, then at his leisure proceeded to feast upon the ass. The moral of this story is, betray a friend, and you'll often yourself so be good to your friends the lion and the mouse a lion asleep in his lair was waked up by a mouse running over his face losing his temper he seized it with its paw and was about to twenty or so of Aesop's fables, and I'm sure that as I was reading them, you remembered hearing bits and pieces of them at some point in your life. Maybe you've heard the morals stated by a family member, or maybe you've seen something in a show. Or Is quite interesting to me that something that was first created so many years ago can still be relevant.